Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So you know how older generations, boomers, etc. always complain about how millennials are so entitled and they've been told their entire lives that they're the best and, you know, our parents boosted our egos too much and this and that. Yes. I'm very much excluded from this because my parents did try to boost my ego, but only to appropriate levels and never beyond that level. They for sure always let me know (laughs) not to get my head too big. And my favorite illustration of this is one time I was in law school I was really stressed about something law school related and I'm walking to school kind of crying to my mom on the phone. And this was, I'm not even joking, her pep talk to me. She's like, oh my God, don't be upset. I mean, you're so smart. You're so, so smart. I mean, you're not like the smartest, but (laughs) (laughs) but you're so smart for yourself. And I'm like, okay. Thanks, mom. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, and I mean, you're so pretty. Like, you're so pretty. I mean, you're not model pretty or anything, but but for yourself, you're so pretty. What the fuck does for yourself mean? Like, what? I don't even. And she's like, you're so funny. Like, I mean, you're not like comedian funny or anything. (laughs) You could never make a living off of your sense of humor. But, you know, (laughs) relative to other girls, you're pretty funny. Again, you're not the funniest. Let's get this straight. (laughs) But you're pretty funny. You have some humor to you. (laughs) And she just keeps going and going. And she's like, you're so beautiful. Again, again, I have to reiterate, you're not model pretty. you're not the prettiest girl I've ever seen but you know I think you're really pretty maybe it's just because you're my child I don't know (laughs) ongoing thing with her and I just start laughing instead of crying and just like what's going on are you laughing at me and I was like no no mom this is all very yes sensible and correct thank you you're right I am neither the smartest nor the prettiest nor the funniest girl Got it. Thanks. <laughs> That's such a Persian parent thing, though. They give you a compliment and they just bring you right back down to earth. Yeah, she. Uh, they have in no way, shape or form ever wanted me to think that I might be <laughs> the best. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Blush Podcast and welcome to the first official episode. My name is Heva. I have my co-host Tiffany. We're so excited you're tuned into this. We're so excited. This is the first episode and we're going to be talking about my favorite thing when it comes to dating 
and that's playing the game. There's, I think, two categories that women fall into for the most part. We're going to generalize a little bit. Either you play the game hardcore. When he texts you, you wait hours to respond. You never initiate conversation. You never ask him to hang out. You show the least amount of interest. I have played this game like my life depends on it. I've played it so intensely. Or or you're on the complete opposite of the spectrum. You text him back immediately. You are actually the first one to initiate conversation. You ask him what he's up to. You ask him about plans. You ask him if he wants to come out with your friends you're constantly the one asking him anything. I am not judging either end because I have done both. And we want to bring something that is kind of going to put both of them to shit. And it is the blush method. We're calling it very uh, (laughs) self-involved of us. Narcissism 101. Look into it. It's fun. (laughs) Yeah. We are going to be taking these myths, these like rules that we've been told that we're supposed to do and say, essentially, it's complete bullshit. And really, this is the healthier way to be doing it. We're not saying it's the right way. We just think it's a little bit healthier. And honestly, it'll probably give you less anxiety when it comes down to it because I think both ways are really stressful. Putting all the effort is exhausting and not putting any effort is exhausting. So we're going to speak on our own personal experiences and take things that we think are, like I said, BS and give you steps and tools on how to date, take the stress out of it, make it a lot easier for yourself and really see if this guy is right for you or not right for you. And it's not because you're never responding to him or you're hounding him down. It's going to be actually, I think the relationship a lot more genuine. Yes, absolutely. And just to piggyback off of that, if you're someone who falls into this second category, the person who says you never play games Uh, You know, you might use words like conscious dating or whatever, which I think is beautiful and lovely. And if that is you, I have a great dating coach I would recommend for you. Her name is Caitlin Bebb. Look her up. But all that aside, I just want to throw out there, I think it's beautiful if you're someone who says, listen, I don't want to be playing games. I don't want to be doing this stuff. I just want to be myself. That's great. That's lovely. Please be yourself. That's what we want everyone to be doing. Here's the problem. If being yourself means that you're going to be calling someone 65 times a day, if being yourself means that you're bending over backwards to make someone else happy and silencing your own needs, this isn't actually being yourself. What's happening is it's low self-worth and kind of codependent behavior. And these things can be solved, but it's sometimes a slower process. So the blush method is here to hold your hand through it. We're not here to give you a new set of rules and games and this and that. It's none of that. We want you to not be playing games, but also be a self-fulfilled confident person who doesn't need someone else. And our method will get you there if you're not quite there yet. Yes. And see how different he was like so eloquent. I'm like, this is no bullshit. (laughs) This is health and wellness. (laughs) So the first myth basically revolves around this idea that a lot of women have that we have to look our best on our first date. And actually, Tiffany, 
not to blow you blow up your spot, but I remember one time when we were, you know, children and you were going out on a date and I remember your mom was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. We have to pull out the special makeup and this and that. And it always stuck in my head. I was like, I need to look really fucking good for dates. Yeah. Yeah. But what I have learned this summer as I've very actively been going on dates is this rule that we like to call the don't wash your hair rule. And it doesn't mean necessarily don't wash your hair. It pertains to me because I only wash my hair once a week generally, although I washed my hair today after 13 days. So sometimes I push it. But essentially, I like to do a lot of infrared sauna time. All my wellness girls know what I'm talking about. And I will wash my hair once a week. And so in the beginning of me going out on dates, I was scheduling my dates around my hair washing schedule and scheduling my hair washing schedule around my dates. So I would try to schedule dates for the first few days, the day of me washing my hair and the first few days. But if I had a date scheduled, I'd plan my hair washing schedule around that. What I came to learn is that when you do that, or basically when you are putting in 10 out of 10 effort, you have a lot of expectations on that date because you just, you know, took forever to get ready. You got full glam. You put on a full face. You know, you did this with your hair, this with your outfit, whatever. And it just puts a lot of pressure and expectation on the date. And the reality is, especially on a first date, they don't even know what you look like. They're just excited to be out with a girl. So, Instead, what Tiffany and I say is to look like a five out of 10 or look for you, whatever that is for you. Flashbacks to my mom calling me pretty for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, if you were to going to lunch with a good friend, you would put yeah. in effort. You wouldn't show up in sweatpants. You would no. slap on some makeup. You would look presentable, but you would not be spending your entire week scheduling your hair washing around when you're meeting, having lunch with this chick you know you would just show up looking good you'd feel confident but not the best you've ever looked and you don't need to look the best you've ever looked because let's say things keep going with this guy it's only gonna go downhill you want room to go up in the beginning he's gonna be excited by you no matter what but guess what a few months in that's when you want to throw in the 10 out of 10 looks because all of a sudden it's new and exciting it's tough it's tough because I fall into that category of I always have to look my best and it's so true it is exhausting I can't even tell you the number of times I've come home this summer and been like are you fucking kidding me I changed my entire hair washing schedule around for this shit and if it helps I'll say two things before we go to the next myth start in baby steps if you are one of those girls that has always gone a 10 out of 10 you know try just taking off the fake lashes try not wearing maybe large heels do little things before you can feel super comfortable and also I really recommend having a first date outfit set aside where you never have to think about what you're wearing you just wear that no matter what maybe it's one or two depending on the activity or the season so then you don't have to stress about it you know this is what I'm wearing it's done yes I love that yeah so then we'll go to the next myth and it's really hypocritical critical of me saying this because I am this girl and it's you should always wait for the guy to make plans 
I honestly rather choke myself out than ask a guy out. It's terrible. I honestly can't think of a time that I have. I mean, maybe maybe I've messaged a guy or I've leaned into that, but I've always been just so against it. And I think it stems from that I read the book, He's Just Not That Into You. And I almost took it too far. I turned it into some weird gospel Bible that I was just like, I can't show any interest into any man because if I do, and then he's not into me, it's just going to be a mess. How I started to change my mind on that is actually, I was talking to the guy I'm dating now, which We will get into at some point, but for now, I'll call him Mr. B. I will explain later on why we call him that. And I think actually I was talking to him about you, Heva, about dating or something. And I think I asked him something on the lines of, has a girl ever asked you out? And he was like, yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know. I can't think of off the top of my head. And I go, well, how do you feel about that? Would you prefer to ask a girl out or would you rather, you know, ask her out? What's your preference? And he goes, honestly, I would love it if a girl asked me out. And to me, I was shook. I it, Honestly, I needed a minute just to process what he had just said to me. And I go, really? Why? Why is this okay? You're not going to feel weird about it? And he goes, no, it takes all the pressure off. And I go, well, does she have to ask it a certain way? Does she have to be subtle about it? He goes, no, she can just ask me out. It's fine. And if I'm into her, then I'll say yes. And honestly, if a guy, if a girl has, you know, that sort of confidence to be able to do something like that, it's going to make me a little bit more intrigued off the bat. So I think I sent Heva a voice memo right away. And I was, I said, Heva, you need to start asking men out. This is, we're changing it up. This is different. And honestly, as women, we say so much about feminism and independence and all this stuff and a lot of the times we don't actually live by a lot of those things and we want to say it's okay if there's a guy that you see on the street that you maybe are taking some sort of workshop with and maybe you guys have had casual conversation and you think he's kind of cute and you want to ask him out to coffee there is nothing wrong now here's the only thing you should not be the only one asking him out every single time put that sort of thing out there see how he responds if he says yes great and then after that he should it should be a balance right it shouldn't just be you if there is a guy that you're into right now and maybe you haven't talked too much or you've been shy around and he's single 100 you have nothing to lose and actually heva's been testing this out in the wild yep yeah so mr b helped us come up with a few different quote-unquote pickup lines yes yeah I've actively been testing this out we have a whole episode coming out about it next week so tune in on a full elaboration on different approaches different ways to do it I cannot emphasize this enough for me personally and I think a lot of women listening to this podcast sorry that this this episode is very not just gender normative but it's really targeted at women more so it's not always going to be like that going forward I think a lot of strong women the types of men that we'd be happy in a relationship with are sometimes intimidated by us and wouldn't necessarily approach us and keep that in mind and there are ways to be approachable, which again, we'll go into next week. So I won't keep talking about it now. Okay. The third myth is this really common phrase in the wellness community. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Honestly, I can hardly think of something that I think is less true in a dating context. There are times where you do meet someone and have an instant connection and you're just 
instantly smitten. But frankly, pretty much everyone in psychology would tell you that that's something called a trauma bond. It's not a real and sustainable and, you know, something that has legs and grounding to be real. What is actually happening when you have that instant spark and connection with someone, both of your subconsciouses recognize in each other that you have shared trauma, usually from childhood, and that's what's bonding you. It's not actually healthy and sustainable. And often those situations end up in the kind of, what do they call it? A twin flame dynamic. I fucking hate that term. But you know, that dynamic where it's it's really toxic and exciting and there's fighting and there's breaking up and you come together and yada, yada. But a real sustainable connection often builds really slow. You know, Tiffany said this to me last week. She said, It doesn't matter what you, and this was her actual advice to me. I was talking to her about a guy I've been seeing and I said, you know, I, on paper, he has everything that I want. He's great. He's respectful. There's no red flags. The only thing is, I don't know if I have that type of butterflies and spark and I don't know, yada, yada. And she said, you're not going to know the first time you go out with someone, the second time, the third time, if this is someone you're going to marry. And frankly, it's irrelevant at this stage in the game. All that matters right now is, do you want to see this person one more time? Because that's literally all that matters. We don't do this with our friendships. I've not once made friends with a female and thought, Will she be a bridesmaid in my wedding? <laughs> How creepy would that be? Like, are we going to be best friends for life? <laughs> Not like you once. Do in elementary school, that's a childish thing to do, where you just mean you're like, we're best friends. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's not normal behavior. No, no, no. It's, it's literally, do I want to hang out with this bitch? one more time (laughs) it's a game time decision and this is coming from someone who is dating looking to get married I'm not saying you know put long-term compatibility aside at all in fact there are many red flags that we'll talk about in later episodes and ways to screen for your quote-unquote future husband or whatever but all I'm saying is that instant spark and attachment isn't what you should be looking for you know not to get too too wellnessy but in psychology, there's a branch called attachment theory. It's It describes the nature of emotional attachments between humans. It can explain a lot about who you're attracted to and why. And I don't want to go on too long of a tangent, but this will probably come up over and over and over again. So there are three broad styles. There's secure, there's anxious, and there's avoidant. So people with secure attachment just are kind of the functional healthy people that we know they are able to form bonds with people and be in committed relationships but they also don't need it and yeah we don't need to talk about them anxious attachment types a lot of women fall into this i personally do tiffany i believe you do too that's where you're needing a lot of reassurance you have trouble being alone or being single you often succumb to unhealthy relationships. You have trouble trusting people and you don't have to hit all of these. I personally, you know, I don't really have trouble trusting. I have a, you know, I'm single all the time and I'm okay with it, but I do have these tendencies. And then there's avoidant attachment people. And a lot of men stereotypically fall into this where they just 
really have trouble with the idea of commitment and, you know, really being with someone. And there's this kind of perverse thing where people who have anxious attachment styles tend to be drawn to people who have avoidant attachment styles. And it creates this really fucked up dynamic that's really toxic and really addictive kind of. So women who have anxious attachment tend to be drawn to men who are avoidant attachment. And, you know, when everything's good, it feels great. It feels, you know, really intoxicating. It feels like you're on really, really good drugs. And then when they're not paying attention to you, you get more and more addicted. And it's just this real fucked up cycle that goes on. But women who have anxious attachment style, when they meet someone who has secure attachment style, which is the goal, we all want to get to secure attachment, what tends to happen is we are uninterested and we're bored because we don't have that toxic trauma going on. And I'll be really transparent. I personally have this going on right now. I'm seeing this guy who is wonderful in every way, but I don't have those same types of anxiety butterflies that I've had with other guys in the past because he's so easy. He's so available. He just makes it easy. There's no, oh my God, is he into me? Oh my God, is he going to text me? Blah, blah, blah. But then the other day, I didn't hear from him for a few hours and I fucking spiraled. I was like, we're getting married. I'm going to start planning our wedding. I'm head over heels in love with him. Whereas, you know, when he was responding to me right away, I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm into him. But as <laughs> soon as he became a little more distant, I, you know, was all in. And it's that fucking attachment style. So I know I just went on a very long tangent, but what I want to get back to is you're not going to know immediately if this is your person. Putting attachment theory aside, you don't fucking know this person yet. You don't know him on your first date. You don't know him on your second date. You don't know him on your third date. You don't even really know him a month in. It takes time. These things build. All that matters right now is how are you feeling? Do you feel good in this dynamic? Do you feel secure in this dynamic? Are there red flags, which again, we're going to get into in another episode. Do you actually want to see them one more time? Because that's all that matters. I love that. Take it date by date. It's like, what is it? It's like when you have any sort of drug problem or anything, they're like, take it day yeah. by day. One day at a time. <laughs> yeah, it's, one it's date not... at a time. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what your dad says, right? Yeah. My dad mm-hmm. always says that to me because I I go to my dad a lot for dating advice And he always sees the red flags before I do. And he'll be like, Tiffany, I was the ultimate fuck boy. He doesn't say fuck boy, but basically (laughs) that I had 12 girlfriends at the same time. I know red flags. This guy isn't good. And I'm like, well, I don't know. He says he loves me. And he's like, no, he doesn't love you. He definitely doesn't love you. I know he doesn't. And he'll just repeatedly say to me, just take it day by day. Just see see what's really going on. See if what he says meets with his actions. Just take everything he's saying with a grain of salt. Just observe, sit back, take everything in, and then come to conclusions. So yeah, I think that was really great. And all that attachment theory, we'll talk about that more because that's fascinating. I didn't know any of that. So yeah, and you're that's learning just that. The- 
Yeah. yeah I was going to say, if you're learning that for the first time, like, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll definitely ramble about it more and more. I've done so much research and this read so many books, yada, yada. It's, 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 you can call me Hiva attachment theory a la Ramandion from now on. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go to the next myth, which is probably the spiciest one. It's maybe my favorite. It's you have to wait fill in the blank amount of time to sleep with someone. So I think this is the biggest thing I always end up talking to with my girlfriends is when should I be intimate with him? When should I have sex with him? When should we do this? When should we do that? And I will say, because I'm not judging, I have been on both ends of the spectrum. I have 100% slept with the guy on the first date. And I have also waited months to even like touch him so it's not and by the way the guy that I waited months to touch was actually the one I really liked so I played it as hardcore as you can get it was just it was like don't even get anywhere near me this is as platonic as it can be so there is no judgment I don't judge if you go full force or if you wait I've done both so right off the bat here's the thing I don't think any relationship is the same right so I don't think you can say I have to wait till the fifth date and a lot of my friends have that I've had that there's no way I'm having sex with this guy until date number five until he says I love you until this until that these certain things have to happen I think it's a lot more deeper than that and again we're really approaching this if you are dating to meet your person if you're just dating to sleep around just have fun I don't give a shit what you do sleep with him hour one for all I care but this is someone you want to build a lasting relationship with right keep in mind that every relationship progresses differently just because if you have if you get intimate early on and you did with a guy in the past that doesn't and it went poorly that doesn't mean this situation is going to go to shit as well so don't use your past experiences against a guy that you're with immediately dating right now so one thing and this is going to I'm going to try and explain this to the best of my ability but be intimate when you feel he has earned it and when what I mean by that it's going to be different for every woman we all have different things we want from a guy i can't say what I think earning it means is going to apply to you because we all have different check marks, but you know what you want from a partner. You know, when you see he's respectful, he is showing interest in you. I mean, these are really basic things, right? But when you feel that you've spent enough time together where you get a sense of who he is, you feel you're on a road that's leading to a relationship. I'm really keeping this bottom of the barrel as in like, it doesn't have to be that much. It doesn't have, you don't have to put so much weight on having sex. I have friends that will put so much weight on sleeping with a guy and I don't think that's healthy either. But you also have to feel comfortable. You don't want to feel like you're sleeping with him and this is kind of going into the next thing to keep the relationship going. Like maybe he's losing interest and you want to sleep with him because you don't want to lose him. It should feel like having sex is just a natural step in the progression of you guys dating. There's no weight on it. It's not that big of a deal. But also, he has done certain things. Whatever those things are for you, he has proven himself. You feel comfortable. There's a level of trust. It's never going to be 100%. Unless you're waiting until marriage, it's never going to be on that level. And you have to keep in mind, there is that risk that you sleep with him and it does go to shit. 
and, and as women, we always fear that we feel, we feel like we lose power the moment we sleep with a guy, right? I slept with him. Now he's not text me back immediately. He's not into me. I made the mistake, which is why you should really wait until you feel like it doesn't matter whether or not you sleep with him. Like if you do it th- tomorrow, it's not going to make this huge difference. And honestly, if all of those things you're still unsure about, and this is something Kiva's taught me, have the conversation. I've always been so scared in the past of bringing up sex. And Kiva so bluntly will just say, you know what? I'm not ready. And then he realizes something meaningful to you. It's not just something you're throwing around. And I love actually that you do that. And that's taught me to really be in my power when it comes to sex as well. This really nice line from a dating coach named James Cameron, cool guy, would love to have him on the podcast sometime. He's really good at communication. And so he gave me this kind of formula to give. It's a formulaic way of stating it. And you want to say you want to start with, hey, I've, you know, really enjoyed getting to know you, blah, blah, blah. Or I appreciate, you know, dinner, this and that, the things that you've done. But I don't feel comfortable getting intimate until I get to know you better. And then here's the kicker. You want to end it with a what do you think? Because that gives them an opportunity to to chime up, to say something. And in my experience, guys always say, yeah, no, I totally agree. I don't want to rush things, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Great. Done. Case closed. Yeah. And that could happen on the third date. It could happen two months in. Yeah, exactly. I have a friend who... So we both did this workshop and in the workshop, it suggests that you should wait six weeks to sleep with someone, which is just so arbitrary. And, you know, you know, six weeks, if you're going out on five dates a week, that's that's a lifetime. And six weeks can also be nothing if you're barely seeing the person. So it's so arbitrary. But she would go on dates and when it would start to get physical, she'd be like, I have a six-week rule. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I, I just, I don't even know what I would say if I went out with someone and they were like, mm, actually, I only sleep with someone after this amount of time. It's so arbitrary. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, be comfortable. Make sure you're comfortable. Fuck the date. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have sex very early on or you wait. Everyone's different. And also every relationship is different. I can't emphasize this enough just because I, I have friends that had sex on the first date with the guy and they were in three-year relationships with him. Yeah, it, I know married people who banged on the first night. It's not It's not a big deal. Ever, if it's not going to work out, it's not going to work out. So don't yeah, put so exactly. much weight on it. Yeah, don't put exactly. so much weight on it. Okay, and wow, we're at the last one. (laughs) So last one is one of my favorites because I've been all over the fucking spectrum on this one. And it's the idea that you have to wait a certain amount of time before you respond to a text. I mean, who hasn't done the game where you see how long it took him to respond to your text and then you multiply it by two or something and you're like, okay, it took him 19 minutes. All right, I'm going to take 38 minutes. Is that what 19 times two is? Yeah. (laughs) 38 minutes to respond. Take that, bitch. (laughs) You know, little things like that. Who hasn't done that shit? We're all, you know, we've all done it. We're not telling you to text to text back right away. That's not what we're saying. We're saying have a life. And once you have a life, 
respond whenever the fuck it fits into your life. So don't drop everything to respond right away. But if you're just chilling on the couch doing nothing and a text rolls in, respond. Because that's what you would do in any other life situation. Just be normal. But here's the corollary. If you're sitting on the couch all the time doing nothing and responding to texts all the time right away, then stop, number one. And number two, pick up a hobby. Yeah. And I mean, this is, this sounds rude and it's vague, but I'm being serious. If someone were to ask you today, what are your hobbies? And you don't have a single answer to that question, then pick up a hobby. I can suggest a few. Uh, I am picking up painting again. Instruments are always nice. Uh, If there are certain types of exercise that you like, that's beautiful. But I'm being serious. Pick up a hobby. Lead a fulfilling and full and enriched life so you naturally just don't see texts all the time. Or if you do, you might be in the middle of something. If you're hanging out with your girlfriends, hang out with your fucking girlfriends. Don't sit and text the entire time. I had a friend in law school who I'm not friends with anymore. She's one of the two girls I stopped being friends with. Tiffany, I'm sure you remember that. And every there was a guy in law school that she was into. And actually, they're engaged now, so it's, it's great and fine. But we would be hanging out. We'd be like out at happy hour or hanging out or doing whatever. And she would be on her phone the entire fucking time texting this dude. Or, you know, anytime he texted, she would immediately be there. And this was before they were dating. And it took a few years for their relationship to get started. I would argue because she was so available to him all the time that he lost interest in her. And it was only when she started living more of her own life and doing other things that he started to become more interested in her. Don't wait a certain amount of time. Don't base it on how long it took him to text you. Don't do any of these things. Just actually be a well-rounded person and then you won't have to play these games. You won't have to insert a time amount. Sometimes you'll see it right away and you'll respond right away because that's what's natural. And sometimes you won't because you'll be so busy living your fucking life. And, you know, to bring it back to a very harsh reality, at the end of the day, this person that you're wanting to impress or keep or trap or whatever by all of these games, they're not going to make your life. They're not going to be the thing that makes your life great. They're just not. That's too much for one person. You have to have that on your own. So this is the perfect opportunity. Pick up some hobbies, hang out with your friends, and be fucking present when you hang out with your friends. Put your phone away. Take your Apple Watch off. Guess what? I have an Apple Watch. I took it off for this because I don't need to be distracted by that. I want to be present right here. To bring an example from the other side, a guy that I'm seeing right now, he's very communicative and attentive and this and that. But the other night, he didn't respond to my text for a few hours because he was out on a run and then he was hanging out with a friend. And he just didn't, he's actually kind of weird with technology, so he just 
doesn't take his phone with him places. But yeah, he didn't have his phone when he was running and he didn't have his phone while he was with his friend. And then as soon as he had his phone, he was super responsive and nice and whatnot. But he wasn't playing a game. He's just that's just who he is. He can detach from technology. He's not sitting around waiting to hear from me, but he's actually super, super into me. And it's that's what we should all be. He just has a life. And guess what? I was kind of sweating it when I didn't hear from him for a few hours. Yeah. And I will, I'll piggyback on that and say, I think most guys are like that when I've talked about, cause I've done the thing where I've counted the minutes and looked, and I did that with Mr. B in the beginning of us dating. I was crazy psychotic about it. I mean, I would mark the time I would set alarms. I would wait hours. If he took hours to respond, I would punish him and like take 12 hours. It was, just, it was, really- Oh yeah. I did it like a month ago. So yeah. <laughs> literally zero judgment. <laughs> yeah. A lot of us being very passionate about this is we're almost speaking to our, ourselves in a sense because we've done all of these things. Literally so all of these all things. Of these yeah. things. So all when I them. use harsh language, yes. I, it's truly I'm talking to myself. <laughs> yes. And I was telling him and he looked at me like I had four eyes and was, why were you doing this? What was the point of this? And I said something on the lines of, well, you would wait two hours to respond to my text. And he goes, because I was doing something, not because I'm intentionally ignoring your text. <laughs> and now after being in this relationship for on and off, mainly on for 10 years, I realized that guys put for the most part, not I'm not going to speak for all guys, but for mm-hmm. the most part, guys put zero thought into when they text you or when they don't text you. It's when they're by their phone. That's honestly yep. what it is. So you should look at it the same way. And also, if you don't have any hobbies, sometimes I, I don't know if I have any hobbies or if I have any talents. Take a few hours out of the day and just put your phone away and just yep. just have a second to yourself, whether it's even even if you're still sitting on the couch watching TV, just put your phone away for three episodes. And yeah, be present. I mean, Bravo present. is one of my hobbies. And <laughs> guess what? When I watch that shit, I fucking watch that shit. I put yeah. my phone away. I put my computer away I get engrossed in the tv screen I'm not here to you know I'm not saying learn how to right. you know fly an airplane it doesn't have to be a very advanced hobby but find things that you're interested in and be present in them right and let's say even still you're so into this guy and you're so obsessed because I've been in that level too have a friend that you are very close to and you trust and whenever you get tempted to text him or he texts you and you don't want you know you you don't want to be immediate text your friend honestly if it comes down to that I've been on both ends of that I've had friends mm-hmm. that say you know I don't want to call this guy or I don't want to text this guy or I'm I'm just so obsessed I'm trying to hold myself back have someone that's going to be a support system that's going to talk you off that ledge until you get to the point where you can just be naturally that way just fake it a little bit yeah absolutely and over time these things will fall into place so you know, you hear this today and you're like, oh shit, okay, I guess I'll, you know, go pick up some art supplies and take them <laughs> art. Picasso, we have created the next Picasso now. If, I'm trying to think of anything else. Okay, so let's say you're you're working from home and you're on your phone all the time because I've been in that situation as well. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, I'm always available. Look at it this way. If he texts you and you're on your phone and you see and you go, well, I don't want to respond back immediately. Think, look at you. We all have lists of things we need to do. 
check something off the list, whether it's doing your laundry or calling your parents or dealing with an email. Do something before responding back to him if, it, if you even need to break it down like that. So then it's at least you're being productive at the very least. Yep. Actually, one thing when I first started dating again this summer, one thing I started doing was I there were just certain things I would want to get done throughout the day that I work I, I would kind of drag on and procrastinate procrastinate on. And if a guy I was seeing that I was kind of into texted me, I would say, okay. I, I see his text, but I'm trying to power through this one task right now. I want to respond, but I'll use that as a reward. And it's very powerful. And I'd be like, okay, when I'm done with this and I can sit and be settled, then I'll respond to this text. And it worked out really, really beautifully. It's motivation to get that thing you don't want to get done, done. And then you can sit and actually have a present conversation with that person. Yeah, and let's say you're listening to all of this and you're still saying, but Tiffany, Eva, I still want to wait 3.5 hours when it's taken him an hour. Or no, I have to text back right away because he never texts me. And if I don't text him back, he works late at night and I don't know when he's going to respond. Okay, I'm going to say this and I think this can really quell it. I've been in a 10-year relationship. I'm telling you right now, there gets a point where even I, who is playing the game as aggressively as you can, where I don't think twice when I have to text the guy I'm dating. If it's something important, I will text back right away. And let me tell you, when I'm out with my girlfriends, he knows I may not respond for a few hours. And when he's with his guy friends, when he even goes, I know crazy, when he's at a bachelor party, I don't blow up his spot because that's not a healthy thing to do. So if you want to have a healthy relationship with this guy, at the very least, set this sort of behavior up now because taking that away erasing that sort of behavior is so difficult it's so difficult and there may not be any coming back from it and you just can't do it five six years in it's unrealistic especially if you're living together you can't live like that so just Mm -mm. you might as well just start now yep and you know what the corollary is everyone else in your life will like you more you know what's really fucking cool when you hang out with someone and they don't take their phone out and they're just present with you and you just get to be in the moment and enjoy and have fun. Be that way with your girlfriends. Be that way with your family. Be that way even, I mean, with my pet, I try to have real quality time where I'm not distracted. And same with my hobbies, including watching fucking TV, which is literally one of my hobbies guess what? It's more enjoyable when I'm not just fidgeting on my phone the entire time, when I'm actually present in it. Yeah. And I'll even bring up another point. Do you really want to be with a guy that is going to lose interest because you texted back immediately? Where there's so much emphasis on when you respond to a text. If he actually acknowledges it, And it's like, oh, you respond back immediately. I mean, who wants to be with... If he's noticing these things, there's bigger issues at play. It shouldn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It really shouldn't matter. And honestly, it doesn't matter. It really, really does not matter. No. Because what matters... the reason we think that it matters is because it kind of signals what else you have going on in your life, 
That's the yeah. only reason why anyone thinks it matters. So if you actually have other things going on in your life, then texting back right away is not going to be the deal breaker. It just isn't. In no, no life situation will it ever be. No, and you don't want to be in a controlling relationship. I've I've never actually been in this situation, but I've had girlfriends that when we're out, they have to text their boyfriends immediately where they are, what they're doing. And it just honestly, it seems really, really exhausting. So don't set up that situation where you feel you have to be texting them. You can have a night to yourself. There's nothing yep. wrong with that. And you should honestly... When you have that mentality towards yourself, then you shouldn't get mad at the guy if he's taking a night to himself, right? It has to go both ways. Absolutely. And that's really hard. That's really hard. And I think one thing that's always worked with me if I'm on a girl's trip or if my boyfriend is on a bachelor party or whatever, we'll designate times to talk, right? So it doesn't have to be every day, but, you know, he'll text and be like, hey, are you free at 1 p.m.? Either I am or I'm not. And we'll chit chat. How's it going? But I don't, we don't blow each other's spot up. We realize there's a conversation had. We've had this conversation. When I'm on a trip, I'm not ignoring you. There might be a time difference. We're doing stuff. Think of how busy you are when you're with your friends and you're doing things. Don't worry if he doesn't text you. That doesn't mean he's not thinking about you. Sometimes my friends freak out if a guy doesn't text them because he's out with his guy friends. That's even more not even more reason to not text him if he's out with his guy friends. Because if you're not texting him, guess what? He's thinking about you. But if you're blowing up his shit, he's annoyed. And all his guy friends are seeing it and they're like, why is she acting like this? This is so bizarre. But you know what's happening? All his guy friends, their girlfriends are blowing up their spots and he's the cool guy where the girlfriend is chill as shit and she's going out and doing her own thing. And that's another thing. Last point. If he is doing his own thing on a certain night and you guys are dating make plans and go out. Do not sit at home. Every time my boyfriend leaves for a bachelor party or goes out of town, I go on like a three-day bender. I don't recommend that, but I will go stay with my friend. I'll go out. I'm having a blast because I don't want to sit at home and just be thinking, why isn't he texting me? Where is he? What's he doing? Because I will do that and it's so unhealthy. So keep yourself, keep yourself busy. Yep. I love that. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, don't play a game. Be it. Yes. It's it's not a game. This is life. Just be it. Don't play the role of this cool girl who has so much in her life and is so fulfilled. No, fucking be that bitch. You can yeah. be that person. Fake it. Even if you have to fake it. I fake it all the time when it comes to being cool. Just fake it. Pretend you are. It's fine. I hope these things somewhat help. I think it's this beautiful middle ground Mm-hmm. between playing games and being the person who thinks that you can just act however. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere we're saying somewhere in the middle is healthy and it's okay if you have slip ups. It happens. No, no yeah. one's perfect. Yeah. But just come back to these basic principles and we're going to expand on all of these in future episodes. Next week, we're going to do a deep dive into the second one about approaching guys and initiating plans and things like that. Uh, like Tiffany mentioned before, I've been testing out yes. these things in the field. I have a lot to report. I basically am an investigative journalist at yes. this point. Uh, Nobel Prize, TBD, but soon-ish. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's really <laughs> impressive. Hiva really put herself out there for the sake of the podcast and very positive results, like very it's, good, helpful yeah. things. I mean, it's 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 all good. It's all good news. I think you're really going to enjoy this, guys. If you manage to stick through this entire episode, there will be some gems for you next week. Yeah, we really came out with some tough love. And as we said earlier, it's because we've done all of these things. It's very personal for us. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And if, if there's anything else, make sure you follow us on Instagram. You can always slide into our DMS. If you have anything that you're dealing with, if there's something you still had questions on that you feel like we didn't touch on, feel free to DM us and we can, we'd love to hear from your thoughts. If you disagree, if you agree, we really, really love to hear your opinions. Yes. And as always, please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Make your friends and family subscribe. Leave a five-star review. Screenshot and share on your Instagram. Tag us at BlushPod. Leave good reviews. Tell everyone you know to listen to this. I actually think a really cute move would be to... If you meet a guy that you like, grab his phone, make him subscribe. Yes. Tell him, look, I just started listening to this podcast and it's all about healthy dating. And then you sound sane, even though you're not like me, <laughs> like me and Eva. He thinks you are. <laughs> Trick him. <laughs> no, but seriously. <laughs> seriously, though, five-star review. Yeah, five-star review. Seriously, please. please. All jokes aside. All jokes aside. No, we love you guys thank you so much for listening this was our first episode i feel like our cherry has officially been popped i feel good this was nice and yeah. uh we can't wait for the next episode so please stick around Five see you stars. next week see you next week